As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, Matt, I can remember back at my old job, I, I went up to my boss and I, I asked him for a raise. This one time, I don't normally like doing that, but I, I went up to him and I asked him for a raise. And I said, there's, I, I would like a raise because there's three different companies that are after me. And he, really? Who, what are the companies? I said, well, gas, water, and electric. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good evening everybody and welcome to the graveyard thank you for joining us tonight my name is adam and my name's matt now pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is is Graveyard Tales. <laughs> All right, everybody, here we are again. Matt, how you doing tonight, brother? Man, I am great because I am so excited for tonight's show. Oh, I know. I know. Let's uh, knock this housekeeping out real quick, and then we'll tell you all about that. Uh, go check out the Podbelly Network at podbelly.com. You can find a list of shows that we're happy to be associated with, and it may be some that you wouldn't find anywhere else. They've also got information on their website about podcasting from podcasters if you're looking into getting into podcasting. Um, we also want to say while you're doing your internet stuff, go to patreon.com slash graveyard tales. You can sign up to become a patron and our $10 a month patrons, they get the video versions of the recordings of these episodes. So this is one that you're probably going to want to see the video mm -hmm. of. So our $10 patrons will get to see us recording this episode. And we put out every week, and, and you know, barring any emergencies, every week we put out <laughs> a bonus episode for our patrons about just random stuff. It could be about paranormal. It could be true crime. It could be what what did we do over vacation? Did I fall in quicksand again? Something like that. You know, we again we, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember that time at the beach that I told you about on that Patreon episode that I stepped down and I went to my knee in the oh, sand? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if that's the kind of thing you want to hear about my blunders and almost the other time I almost drowned, then go over there and check out our <laughs> Patreon stuff. Yeah. So, Matt, that's all the housekeeping I got. So why don't you tell us, what are we talking about tonight? So tonight, if, you, uh, if you're keeping up, and you're caught up with the most recent shows. You've heard our episode about the Henry Levy House in Oxnard, California. Um, 
We had a lot of fun uh, talking about uh, the Henry Levy house and the things that the owners, Eric and Jeff, uh, have experienced uh, in the short amount of time that they've actually owned the property. But tonight, Uh, Eric and Jeff are on the show with us tonight. Um, They're going to talk about, uh, in a little more detail, the experiences that they've had. Uh, We're going to talk about how they came to own the Henry Levy house, and we're going to talk about their experience um, being on Ghost Adventures, which uh, is, that's that's pretty unique too. So uh, sit back. You're going to love this show. Um, Jeff and Eric are great guys. Uh, you're going to really enjoy hearing them oh, talk yeah. about it. Hey, there's some great dudes. I love those guys. Then I, I could see me and you hanging out with them for hours talking oh, yeah. about this stuff. So, or, it, or, or anything really, anything really <laughs> grab a beer with those guys and go talk about anything. So yeah, like Matt said, you're going to love this one. All right, everybody. So. Here is the interview that we have been teasing to you guys. We've got Eric and Jeff from the Henry Levy House, and Matt and I are stoked about this interview. So how are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. We're great. How are you guys? We're good. There's Jeff. There's Jeff. We're awesome because this is this has never happened for us before. We've, we've never talked about a place, and the owners have, you know, not only contacted us, but listened to the show. And then agreed to come on. So, so we've just been kind of over the moon for the last several days. Yeah. So. Yep. Right. And you can uh, actually thank my wife for me responding as quickly as I did. Cause she goes, go check your Facebook. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And she's like, the Henry Levy house has contacted you. And I'm like, Oh yeah. So I get the, <laughs> I get the phone out. And, but, um, so the the first question that I actually have for you guys is, how did y'all decide to purchase the house or what made you want to uh, get involved with the house? Was it due to paranormal stuff or was it just because it's an awesome house? The latter. It's I've always dreamed of, we actually weren't planning on moving at all. And uh, I've always dreamed of having a craftsman house. Mm-hmm. Never thought we'd be able to afford one. I mean, you, we we grew we were in LA before, sort of close to Pasadena, where they have you know six million dollar craftsman homes. Sure, yeah. thought, well, that'll never happen. <laughs> and just one day, again on Facebook, a little ad popped up for this house, and I went, "Oh God, Eric, don't don't click on it. You know it's <laughs> going to be six million dollars." So I clicked on it, and it was this house, and we actually could afford it. So we That's came awesome. out. This was in the this was in the height of the the pandemic. The COVID pandemic. Yeah. So we we contacted them and came out. We weren't allowed to touch anything. We had to put booties on our feet and on our hands. And they, I mean, it was we were in and out in like ten minutes. That's yeah. what, what they gave us to look at the house. But we fell in love with it. It's it's an amazing house and an amazing property. It's it's almost five thousand square feet with eighteen rooms, wow. a fifteen thousand gallon koi pond in the backyard on a triple wide property lot. So it, it's just unheard of to be able to find a house this amazing for the price that we ended up getting. Yep. For. And then Matt and I were talking about that because um, I've been out to California, not in Oxnard, but we went down to uh, Southern California around that area, um, more Southern than L.A. on that side. 
And when we were looking at the information on the house about how big it was, I was like, that that's unheard of for California and cities like Oxnard and other stuff. They got nice houses, but the the amount of space that y'all have is incredible for that yeah. area. Yeah. For it, within this, uh, the historic district isn't that big. It's only about 10 square blocks. And there's some amazing little houses here, but this is by far probably the biggest and the most elegant of the, of the homes here. Oh, yeah. It's just... Just looking at the pictures on uh, on your guys' website. I mean, I I went. I think I even mentioned it on the. I was like, this this house is amazing. It's beautiful. I was like, you know, I could see why they would want to film movies and television shows using this house because yeah. it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sorry, Adam. I didn't mean to jump on you. Um, my my question was so Adam asked. You know, you you didn't go into it. Um, because of the paranormal stuff, how quickly in the process did you get wind that there was potentially some haunted activity going on here? It was, it was a good six months before anything happened. Uh, I kind of hope, but you guys didn't know. No. No. Okay. We were not told anything. In fact, the whole transaction, the real estate transaction turned out to not be that great to begin with. <laughs> they withheld a lot of things that we're, we're now finding out. And one of them was that it, they had had paranormal experiences here. The woman that actually lived here before uh, ran a death cafe out of the house. We found posters online of, of showing our address with these death cafe. She, she was some kind of a, I never can remember what she called herself, but they would have meetings here of people with people who had had recent deaths in their lives and they talk about it. So uh, we actually hired a, a worker to help fix our pond and he helped put the pond in these, the prior owners put the new pond in and he said that they, they would go through, we have a little workshop in the backyard and they let them use that to go to the bathroom. And he said, would they go in there and there were Ouija boards and all kinds no. of Paranormal stuff in the house. I went. Also, it's their fault. Yeah, they let it in. (laughs) And and then come to find out in the in the Ghost Adventures episodes, our neighbors Marina and her daughters, who are in the episode too, apparently knew those people. She was her old high school teacher or something. Yeah, they used to come down here, and and she said, "Yeah, we don't even go to the third floor anymore because it's so haunted." But they didn't tell us that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That. See, that's something that you ought to know well, before yeah. you buy a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, not everybody's going to be open to it like we are. I, I can imagine if somebody, you know, wasn't into the ghost stuff, they'd be pretty terrified by what was going on. Sure. Oh, yeah. And Well, I, it, it happened with my parents. Oh, yeah, that's they, right. They yeah. bought the house they live in. I mean, grow, I grew up in a haunted house. They still live there. Stuff still happens. But the day they closed on the house... They handed them the keys and they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's haunted. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and my dad thought it was a joke. He, he thought, well, that's a, that's a terrible thing to tell somebody whether they just bought your house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said, Dad, they were letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, you would think that in the, the paranormal genre is growing. It seems like every year the, the paranormal genre grows and more and more people get into it. To me, now I'm a weirdo, but to me, that would be a selling point. If you said, hey, here's this house, and oh, by the way, you know, it's previous owner still lives here. 
I, I would ask you what that meant at first, but then I would be excited and <laughs> say, okay, well, give me the keys. It, it's mine. I, I want to live in a haunted house. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be interested in it, but I kind of look at it. It's kind of like a, I don't know, this may not be across the country kind of thing. Maybe it's just a California thing, but it's kind of like having a swimming pool. Some people don't want a swimming pool. Right. So that's not a selling point to them. So they wouldn't buy the house if you had a swimming pool. But if it's, you know, people who are interested in the whole paranormal thing, yeah, I think it would be a, a major selling point. It, it, this is Texas. It's so hot here. Everybody wants a swimming pool just to cool <laughs> off. <so. laughs> well, not to brag, but the media, the median temperature here is 72 degrees all year round, even in the middle of summer. See, we get that for three weeks in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got California weather for maybe three weeks and not all at once either. It's, it's spread out. Right, it's spread weeks. out. You get a few, just a, just a <laughs> smattering of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Matt and I were talking on the episode and the amount of history that we could find we, we wasn't a lot. We couldn't find a lot of history. So one of the things that we were excited about is hearing that from you guys and, and having y'all kind of quick rundown of maybe the history and what could possibly have, if there was anything led to the hauntings. That's a good question. I don't know what could have led to the hauntings, except for the fact that that both Henry and his wife, Camille died inside the house. We do know that for sure. Um, Henry was quite a bit older than Camille. He died in the thirties Camille died in her nineties, uh, sometime in the seventies. Camille's <laughs> sister Juliet also lived here. She lived to be in her nineties, but we did find out she did not die in the house. She died at a nearby hospital. And in fact, the, the, there's a place over here, just a couple of blocks over, called the Old Saint John's Hospital, which has now been converted into a senior living center, which is apparently extremely haunted. Hmm. We met the people who bought the house right next door to that. It was actually for sale at the same time as this house. And it's actually in the same movie with Ricky Schroeder that was filmed here. They also filmed in their house. Oh, wow. Their house is actually even more haunted than ours. I mean, they've had experiences. Uh, they had a priest come to bless the house and things were flying at them in the room. And wow. I mean, they've had a lot of paranormal experiences and we've talked to a lot of people in the, in the neighborhood who say, Oh yeah, our house is haunted right across the street from us. They, they bought the house and they said when they moved in, there was Latin writing around most of the doorways in the house. And they've had quite a few paranormal experiences inside that house. That's just creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think it's, I think it's the area. I mean, I think originally the area was very heavily populated with American Indians. So there's probably some kind of, spirituality with the Indians that lived here originally. Um, I'd love to, you know, research that a little bit more and see if we could find out maybe it was right actually here on this property. I don't, I don't know that. Um, but then when, uh, when Henry and Camille or when Camille and her sister Juliet passed, they actually, the family sold the house lock, stock and barrel, everything inside of it, furniture, paperwork, everything went to the people who bought the house after them. Um, and he ended up, uh, fixing up a lot. I guess the house was in a really rundown condition by that time. And he did a lot of fixing up at that time. Um, and then, uh, they were here about seven years and then another family bought the house who were here for 35 years. They actually were the longest tenants of the house. They apparently we've heard rumors that they heard noises around the house. 
uh, they were not that interested in participating in the Ghost Adventures episode. And then uh, the people that we bought it from were only here for three years. I think it was just way too much house for them. They weren't really knowledgeable about restoring this kind of stuff or so. And then we bought it. So we're the fifth owners of the house. That's crazy to me. I mean, how, what the house is over a hundred years old now. 108. Yeah. 108. So when you, you've got a house of that age and you guys are the fifth owners, that's surprising. Um, but also pretty incredible too. It is incredible. And the house that I was just telling you about over here, where the where they're having the big paranormal experiences, they're only the third owners of the house. Wow, and their house is equally as old. Wow. So um, we were before we hit record, we were talking about um, some of the misconceptions that are out there about the Henry Levy House and and some of the experiences y'all have had um so if you want we could clear up some of that and kind of get the real the true story straight from you guys there right yeah so one thing we were talking about is that um at least on the ghost adventures episode it hinted at the fact that you guys were uh terrified that you were afraid to be there and I think they even use the word tormented. Um, but, you know, on your blog, Eric, you say we're here for six months and nothing happened. So how tormented are you really? We're not tormented at all. I mean, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I, you know, I, keep, I sort of expect to wake up every day and see the green slime coming down the walls and stuff <laughs> after watching the Ghost Adventures episode. <laughs> but no, it hasn't been like that. In fact, mostly what we see here, we, we don't even see and hear with our own eyes. I mean, we have seen and heard some things, but most everything that if you go to our YouTube channel comes through our security cameras. Mm. We have to actually download the video and watch it and play it back and listen for that stuff. And then we find it. So, so it's not like we're, you know, going to bed every night and things are flying across the room and we're hearing disembodied voices talking to us and stuff. So it's, it's not scary to live here. Yeah. So far. I mean, we don't know what, (laughs) yeah. You know, if we keep inviting psychics and stuff in and paranormal investigators, maybe they'll, they'll uproot something, but um, so far it's not so, so no. Yeah. And, and Zach says at the beginning of the episode, you know, the owners contacted us because they're terrified living in their own house. We did not contact them. They contacted us. They saw, they have scouts that actually sit on the internet and research to find haunted houses and people talking about their, their experiences. And they reach out to them and they say, do you want to be on the show? And we said, Sure. We were very honest and upfront at the time and said, you know, we haven't had a lot happen here. We haven't been here all that long. I said, so I don't know if there's a whole episode here, but they, you know, they interviewed us and asked us a lot of questions and they wanted to film here. So we said, sure, why not? Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Um, and so we talked about your neighbors, um, Marina, um, and and they were on the show. And I brought that up in our episode, too, uh, about the stories they had. Um, it's very, very interesting that even before you guys owned the house, they already had some inklings of things that had happened here. Um, did, did they, did, did Marina and her family share that with you guys 
before it, it became a whole ghost adventures thing? Had you guys had these conversations with them? Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, they've had they've had a lot of experiences, Marina, and some of it Zach didn't even go into. I mean, he kind of, you know, pinpointed the, the few things that he wanted to talk to. And that's what they went through and put on the show. But uh, Marina actually feels that uh, there's a, a gentleman ghost that gets into bed with her. And they didn't even talk about that. Oh, wild. Uh, Marina's uh, husband passed away not too many years ago. And, and her son, Manny, who they do talk about, and that's the one where they had the seance and they kept coming up with the man thing. And uh, he actually just passed away. Gosh, I think it was within the last year and a half or so. He was in a terrible car accident just uh, within a mile from here and ended up the car caught on fire and he almost burned to death Mm. and ended up in the hospital for long. I mean, it was a very tragic death. Um, So her story, a lot of her story was actually pretty accurate. Um, I didn't buy that it was necessarily Manny talking to them, but um, I would have believed that Manny would have come to her rescue because all of her children are extremely protective of her. And, but they're just wonderful people and, and certainly into believing that the paranormal stuff can happen. And and the, the daughters have been in the house many times and said that they have experienced things here in the past. Now, you mentioned that um, with the crew that came from Ghost Ghost Adventures, uh, there was a psychic with them as well, Um, something that they didn't go into on the show. Um, But that sounds like that was probably one of the more interesting parts of the experience you had with them. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what the psychic experienced there? It was. And in fact, she actually came... A couple of days before. So they also invited uh, Stefan Bergatti and his wife, Arlene, uh, and the psychic came, I think it was two days before. And they we actually did a whole walkthrough with all their ghost equipment and stuff. And she was amazing. I mean, she knew a lot of stuff. The fr- She walked in the front gate and she goes, oh, my gosh, I see cats everywhere. Well, the prior owners to us rescued cats. Oh, wow. And there's many cats, I guess, buried on the lawn who didn't make it while they were doing these rescue things. So the fact, I mean, that blew me away the minute she got here. Um, and she, she just, I mean, she saw so much just walking through the house. So apparently they brought her back for the Ghost Adventures filming and she did a whole walkthrough with them. I got to see in here most of, of that. And it was, you know, it was interesting stuff. She heard, she heard, uh, she said there were like slaves, not slaves, but uh, servants. Servants. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Servants here who were mistreated by the levees. She saw a woman in a bathtub in the backyard being bathed, and her it was like she had been beaten. Her back was covered in scars. Mm-hmm. She said there were bodies buried somewhere on the property. She said there's actually a buried treasure of some kind here, which is actually interesting because Henry Levy is the brother-in-law of Achille Levy who ran the A Bank of Levy in Oxnard. Right. They were into, you know, large amounts of money. Um, but she found, she found a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, people came up to us afterward when they heard that, that the psychic had been here. And they said, well, why wasn't that on the show? That's what we wanted to see. We didn't want to see all that other stuff with the, right, the yeah. cameras and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't have to say over what they ended up using. <laughs> No, they didn't use a lot of the stuff I gave them either. They they picked what they were going to focus on, you know, the vortex to hell stuff and all the scary stuff, and and that's what. Um, 
I've got I've got some questions about some other things that don't involve ghost adventures, but just to kind of wrap that part of, of the interview up, I wanted to ask, did that experience dissuade you guys from allowing other groups to come in and investigate or film or do anything else? Did, did you say well, this this was such this was too much for us. We we don't want to do this anymore. Absolutely not. In fact, it makes me want to do it more because I want to be able to now prove that things are actually happening here and prove that it's not just the the heightened and exaggerated stuff that, that Zach portrayed in the show. Yeah. I you know, we we actually already had one group called Ojai Paranormal who came out and that's available on on YouTube as well and and they, theirs was actually far more interesting because they just walked around with EVP recorders. I thought so, too, because uh, I, I watched their stuff, too. Yeah, it was far more fascinating. That's And I think that's what people want to see. They want to see the real ghost story stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. I welcome it. I, I think people, you know, if they want to come and be respectful to the to the genre and the study of, of paranormal experiences, I welcome that. I'll tell you, if Matt and I are able to get out to Oxnard, we will be hitting y'all up with some paranormal equipment and coming out there and we'll investigate too. So excellent. Anytime. But it's, it's just, it's just us and, and wives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we don't really have a crew. <laughs> no. My crew is my wife and my 11 year old. So, you know, <laughs> but you know that you, you bring up Ojai paranormal and I, I, I think it, it was them. There's um there's a longer video on your webpage um that it I think it's taken from like the second floor security camera where you can see the bathroom and the stairs and the landing there. And occasionally we'll see you guys collect up there and kind of talk and share. Right. Um but when and and the the video itself is not just earth-shattering, but the when you read the the information about what was happening, um, it's a, there's some incredible stuff going on there. So was that Ojai that was there during that, or was that just some no. friends of yours? That, so we, we decided that people are fascinated in the house in general. People just want to see what it looks like on the inside because it's okay. just it, – it's not only a historical house. It's historical in the minds of people that grew up in Oxnard. So everybody's fascinated with wanting to see the inside of it. So we decided, and they used to have fall tours of the historic district before the COVID pandemic, and they kind of stopped doing that. So we thought we'd take that, we'd combine that with people who wanted to see the inside of the house and combine it with a ghost adventures kind of thing. Yeah. And allow people to, you know, take pictures and videos and stuff while they're here, just in case they catch something. And and people were fascinated. In fact, we have a list going of people who want to come and do this again. Already, we have like over two dozen people who want to sign, who have signed up to who want to come in and do that. Um, but no, that's what that was. So we did two of those in October, right around Halloween, where we had uh, people come in and they we just gathered and gave them a, a tour of the house and they took pictures and videos. So in that video, there is an odd ringing that you hear. Um, did did y'all ever find a source for that? Nothing. No. And it's not, it's only in that video. That's the only time that we ever heard that. There's another video where I asked them uh, something about, do you like it when we, because we have a grand piano, Jeff's a a musical director, pianist. 
And I said, do you like it? Sometimes I talk to him all the time, by the way. I just walk through the house and I say, oh, Levy's, what do you think of this? What do you think of the color I'm painting in this room? You know, just because I want to be friends with him. Sure. Um, but I asked him one day, I said, what do you think of the music that we play in the house? And you can hear it. And it's on one of our videos. You can hear this. It was just, it's almost like chimes going. I mean, it was just amazing that, that, that I heard that. That's awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. The, the ringing, um, Matt and I discussed it in the episode, but we've heard some other EVPs from, from different places and there always seems to be either a high pitched ringing or like a white noise type thing. And my theory, it's just a theory that I pulled out of an orifice was that, um, the, those are usually them trying to communicate, but they can't hit a frequency that our ears will interpret as speech. So it comes out either in a ringing or, or, a a white noise with the kind of thing. And I, cause we've got friends that have a pretty popular now, uh, file that they got at a haunted house and everybody who listens to it seems to have either negative feelings or something happens. They get a lot of reports of, uh, I was listening to your file 10 and then something bad happened. So, I think there's some information in trying to be pushed through that tone, but we just can't interpret it correctly. Yeah. Well, and, and if you think about, you know, where these spirits are, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they're. Is it, is it a, a, like a parallel dimension? I don't know what it is. The interesting one for me was the one that they actually did show on the Ghost Adventures show where it's Zach was actually standing on our second floor landing and you hear this weird, it sounds like, I mean, it was this weird, weird sound. And I kept playing it over and over and I kept thinking, God, this is so weird. I said, it almost sounds like it's being said backwards. And I thought, but it can't be this corny as that. That sounds yeah. like something from, from a movie somewhere. So, but I went, I went with it and I played it backwards and sure enough, I can't remember now what it says, but it, it makes more sense backwards than it did when we heard, when it was heard on the, on the tape. That's interesting. That, yeah, that is, that's really cool. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and play some EVPs backwards then it, backwards <laughs> and slowed down in the editing program. I've got just to see, cause yeah. I mean, like you said, if they're, if the spirits are, are maybe just on the other side of a quote veil. And right. they can interact, but there's interference with this veil. It could flip it. It could pitch it weird or something like that. Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I, guys, I've got to tell you this about the video that you have showing your back door when it opens up in the middle of the night. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the research. I'm looking, I'm watching videos and I'm taking notes and I get to that. And I'm watching it and I'm watching it just probably four or five times in a row. And I, I, I'm trying to kind of look in and, and I see what I think, at least in my mind, it looks like a hand. And, and so I'm reading everything that you wrote about it, Jeff. And, and I'm like, wow, you know, this had an electronic lock. And I was like, the wind would have blown it shut instead of blowing it open. So 
I so I got Amanda to come over and I, and I didn't say a word. I just said, "Hey, I said, come here, watch this video." And so she watches it, and she was like, "Well, what am I watching?" I was like, "Well, I was like, this is the house that Adam and I are researching." Um, I said, "This is a video that they've posted," and so she's watching it. She's like, "Well, you can see a hand right there." <laughs> And I said, thank you. I see it too. I said, but I didn't tell you anything about this. And so then I told her the rest of it um, uh, about the lock and the, and the handle and everything. I said, now you watch that video knowing that stuff, it kind of blows you away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, that happened in the middle of the night and your security cameras caught it, but you came down the next, like early that morning or whatever, and the door was wide open. Wide open, yeah. God, that's got that. That would freak me out. Yeah. Well, like, same. <laughs> my first thought wasn't even paranormal on that. I thought, oh my god, somebody's broken into the house. Sure. So I immediately just started looking around the entire house. Didn't find anything. That's why I looked at the security footage just to see, you know, well, why is this door open? Mm-hmm. And then I saw that and I went, what the hell? Because that's a brand new set of doors and it's a brand new Schlage, you know, Wi-Fi lock. It locks automatically after 15 seconds when you shut the door. I checked it that night. I remember specifically checking it that night before I went to bed and it was definitely locked. And I thought, so in order for something to open this door, you have to actually turn the deadbolt and then turn the door handle and push it open. Yeah. I went, what in in the world? And then when you look closer and I started zooming in and you see that kind of thing that looks like maybe a hand pushing it open. And I went, oh, well, now that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, because, you know, you could kind of take that two ways. Oh, well, maybe somebody was standing there and pushed it open. Or right. it's like, is this a disembodied hand pushing that open? I mean, I know for a fact that nobody was in there. Right. But, you know, the world certainly doesn't know that. So they'd have to take my word on it. But then when, if you keep playing that video and you watch after the hand right. and it opens and you can see that gray mist come flying out, then that's even weirder. Yeah. And then, so then the one thing that you guys, that I wanted to kind of clear up was you guys were talking about, you didn't see the difference in the, in the light yeah. when it came yeah. on, the, on the outside, but it actually is different. So I took, I took the, the light coming on right before it happened, put it in my editing thing. And I took the very first frame of when the light comes on. And then I took the, the video of when the door opened and took the very first frame when the light comes on and they're completely different. When it when the ghost is opening the door, it's much much brighter than it was the the last time that that security light came on. So what what does that make you think, Adam? Uh, for me, it would just be the energy of the spirit. That's is it. Yeah, bleeding into the electronic of the light. Yeah. So I mean, you know, flickering lights and all that kind of stuff. You know, we see in a lot of investigations, and that's. When when we saw your response on that, that's immediately what I thought. I said, if that if that is it, what happened, then that's what I would think that 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 mist, you know, the 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 image of what looks like a hand, it's just the energy that is allowing it to have enough strength to push that door open. It's causing that light to burn really bright. Well, that's what I was thinking. And since we're hearing most of the stuff through our security cameras too, and that's all electronic, it's kind of making sense that there's that 
through line of evidence that electricity is involved in it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a doorway. It's a doorway. And, you know, that doorways and stairwells and those in between liminal, uh, those liminal spaces, um, they're, they're very, very common, um, for paranormal activity for, you know, whether you're going to, you know, actually see an entity or you're going to feel something, you know, cold spots, you know, you, you, we hear so many times about people saying there's, we saw something come down the stairs or we see doors opening and close, or you can hear footsteps down a hallway. Um, and that, that matches up with the experience that you guys are having. Um, what has there been anything recent, um, that's kind of stuck out to you that you're like, man, there's another one, you know, there's something else going on. Um, there has, there actually hasn't been a lot of late, but it's, it's, it's interesting that you asked that because I was actually just asked by a women's club to go speak about our house, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And I was thinking, oh, my God, what, what have I got myself into? I'm going to show up in this group of women and they're going to look at me like, oh, is this guy crazy? They're not going to believe a word I say. And, and I started thinking to myself, and we actually haven't had a lot happen of late. So I said, what if I am making this all up? That morning, I got up early and I came down to st- look over my notes again for what I was going to say to them. And I came into my office and th- there's a bathroom right here, right off of our off of this office. The light was on when I went in there. And so the thing about these lights that are coming on, and you can see it a couple of times in the videos too, is we installed motion sensors in the bathrooms because we like a little nightlight to come on when you walk into Mm, the bathroom. Sure. Yeah. So technically if somebody goes in there, the light's going to come on, but I was the only one up. I hadn't even come into the room yet. And I looked and that light was on. So I went and looked at our outdoor security camera and sure enough, right before you can see that window light up on the house before I come into the room. So it was almost like, don't worry about your speech. We're here. Oh, Oh, that is, that is great though, because so many people, they want to hear that. Oh, why? You know, it, it, it threw all my dishes out of my cabinets. Yeah, that doesn't happen that often. It happens in the movies, but it doesn't happen in these these you know r- actual haunted locations as much as you would think. Um right. but those subtleties that you've captured, Eric, the things that you know that like this would not happen any other way uh unless it detected movement or a presence or an energy push. To, to make these lights come on or this door to open. Right. And I'm, I'm actually just remembering one other thing that did happen recently. We had a bunch of people over for Christmas Eve. In fact, it was Marina and her daughters were here as well. And we were all sitting at our dining room table and we were just talking. And all of a sudden behind me on an outside wall to the house, everybody in the room heard it. It sounded like water rushing down the wall. It was almost like if there was a bathroom on the second floor over us, maybe somebody had flushed a toilet and it was going down the pipes yeah. in, the, in the outside wall. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no bathroom up there. There is no <laughs> pipe in the wall there. And everybody goes, did you hear that? What was that? Do you have your sprinklers going or something? So, of course, I run outside to look to see if there's any water on the walls. Nothing's there. But everybody in the room heard that that night. That's crazy. Do you yeah. think? Do you think some of the lull 
in the paranormal activity there for a while. Do you think that was due to there being an investigative group like uh, Zach's group there? Do you think it? they kind of went, hold on, this dude is prying in my personal space. I'm going to back off for a little while. Because I, I wonder about that. You get people that investigate areas, and some of them, you know, they get pretty mean with the the spirits that they're trying to yeah. contact and all that and uh, instigating stuff and all that. Do you think that to me, if, if a, a spirit is the remnants of someone who has passed on and still here, they would still have feelings. And I know if you did that to me as a ghost, I would be flipping you off, cussing you out, and and I'd be well, fine. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home. I, I don't care, you know. Yeah. So, do you think yeah. it it we, has we anything? Saw a, saw a spectral middle finger. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> middle finger came flying in my face. I don't know what happened. It must be Adam Ghost. Um, do you think that has anything to do with it? Like it maybe, for lack of a better term, scared him off for a little while, or. Uh, I don't know if it scared them off, but I, I really feel like they like us here. I think they like that we're fixing up the house right. uh, and doing right by it. Uh, the, the people who lived here before us, actually, the, the, the property is, is fenced in with like a wrought iron fence and they had put hedges on it. So when you walked by the house, you actually couldn't see the house anymore. So the first thing that I did was ripped out all those hedges. And now the, the, you can drive by and see how beautiful the house is because you're not just looking at a big wall of hedges anymore. Right. Uh, so I think they like that. But I think you're on to something because it seems to me when we have large groups of people here, it picks up. And one of the things we have a video, uh, I don't know if you heard it. Uh, it's actually our friends who live on the next street over in the other haunted house. We're here that night and you can hear this voice multiple times while they're here going mommy mommy wow over and over and over oh wow and the minute they left it stopped yeah huh maybe it's just showing out a little bit (laughs) yeah could be that that's that's really cool and yeah and i know um from growing up in a house that had odd things happen. We would go for long stretches where nothing would happen. And I think in some ways we got so used to it that it wasn't that we ignored it. It was just, it was so commonplace that we just didn't pay attention to some of those things. And when you smell the, you smell the same thing over and over, you go nose blind. So, but our friends, our friends did. I mean, our friends would come in and, and experience something and tell us about it. And, and you're right. We may not be noticing it. And since so much of it comes through our security cameras, I'm not sitting there every day and downloading all the footage and going over it. Maybe if I did do that every day, I'd find something every day, but I'm not doing that. So yeah, well, you gotta, it's not yeah, happening every yeah. day. Yeah. You, you, you've got, you've got life. They, they don't, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. <laughs> you check in, check in with them. They're still there. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then we move on. You know? <laughs> right. Right. But the first one that happened, so the very first one after the first six months was the walking over our head. That was actually the most amazing one that we heard with our own ears. And nothing like that's happened since then. But that that occurred at the same time as the stone that was yeah, taken out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was I was um I was telling uh, a friend of mine earlier today um about us doing this episode. 
because uh, I wanted to see if she had listened uh, to the episode uh, about the Henry Levy house. And I said, you, you know, I said, I just came out this past Friday. I said, so go listen to it. And I said, once you're done, I said, we are going to interview the guys that own this house tonight. And I said, it's going to be fantastic. I said, you listen to that one and then you come and pick up the interview. I said, you're going to love it. And I told her the story about the monument and how this all kind of began. And I said, I, you know, this family wanted it back, right? It was something from their, their homestead or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that was seemed to be what kind of kicked off everything. Yeah. And, and, but that wasn't like, that wasn't a gravestone or anything, was it? She said it was uh, the marker to a root cellar on her family homestead. Oh. This thing was gigantic. I mean, it was it was probably I don't know six feet long at least, about four feet high. I mean, and it was cemented into the ground about three feet with rebar. I mean, this thing was put there to last forever. And we asked, you know, why? Well, you know, why are you, why didn't you stay with the house? And they said, well, we intended to stay with the house forever, and then they ended up moving, so they wanted it back. But and she, I mean, she brought in jackhammers, and they jackhammered that thing out. They brought in a crane, and they lifted it up over the fence, and put it on a big flatbed truck, and took it away. I mean, it, this thing was ginormous. It must have cost a, a good amount of money. So it, yeah. it was important to them to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes yeah. you yeah. wonder what what it was and not to put anything where there's nothing, but it's a big rock. Yeah. It's not like Oxnard gets hurricanes that might blow it away or tornadoes that might pick it up and move it. So it makes me wonder why it was seated in there so, so well. And I understand wanting to get it back. You know, if it's something that has, maybe nostalgia to it. I, I get that, but the initial concreting it in and rebarring it in that that's just confusing to me. <laughs> it's a big it's rock. Very, and the interesting thing is too, is, you know, they were so careful trying to jackhammer this thing out so as to not break it, but they did break it. Oh. It actually got a couple of really big cracks in it. So. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Maybe the paranormal activity sparked up for y'all. Cause they were mad that they took this away. Yeah. Well, that's, that's certainly a possibility, yeah. But renovation does does that sure. too. Yeah. Um, hey, we've we've seen that in a lot of the hotels that we've researched. That when these older hotels go through a renovation project, everything seems to kick back up. You know, you're 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 stirring things up, and they let you know that they're there. Whether they, yeah. you know, maybe in your case, you know, they like it. They like the changes that you're doing. Maybe they're letting you know that. You know, if you did something they didn't like, maybe they let you know that too. Yeah, and ironically, it did st- at the very same time that they started taking out the stone was when we started replacing all. We had all old knob and tube wiring in this house that was fairly dangerous, and so we we started that. We actually just finished that. In fact, this painting behind us from the Levy sisters uh, is hiding some. Of, you can see some of the patchwork up here mm-hmm. at the top. Yeah, <laughs> from where we had the wires replaced. Yeah, but it, it's like we mentioned liminal spaces when you start doing renovations on a home or additions or, or anything like that, it creates a liminal space because your house it's is in then transition. Yeah. In transition. It's, it's in between States. And so that's one of the theories that we've talked about is why the renovation spark it. Well, 
it creates an entire liminal space in that house, not just, oh, the, the stairs is a space in between floors. So that's why you see all these, the, you know, the gray lady on the stairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think to me that that's what the renovations do. It's not necessarily that they're like, I loved that door. Why did you take my door? <laughs> but it, it, it's more like it creates a, a an in-between space. Now, if you get a spectral pie in the face from moving something, you'll know they weren't happy about it. But Right, right. Wouldn't that, 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 wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that made me think of two things. Uh, the place that we actually get most of the EVPs is at the top of the stairs. And one of the other things that, that the psychic found that came over before the Ghost Adventures episode was she kept saying that somebody had fallen at the top of the stairs, not fallen down the stairs, but had fallen and hurt herself at the top of the stairs. Right. And I've actually found two articles where Juliet Levy fell in the house and had to be rushed to the hospital. Oh, wow. Wow. See, I love that when uh, psychics, mediums and stuff can come in and they tell it's little things like that, 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 that prove the validity of what they do because if it's huge stuff you can go oh well they were probably they probably read that somewhere or it was town lore and they heard it but it's those little things like you mentioned the cats like how many people are going to talk about cats to where she could find that out and then the the falling at the top of the stairs you know she was on to something if she's picking up that kind of stuff Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, is there anything else? Because this keeps popping into my head. Is there anything else that maybe you want to clear up about what has been put out there about the Henry Levy House that you're like that just irks me that this is out there because it's not that's not how it is or that's not what happened or anything like that. Not specifically. I'm just, I I just want people to know that, you know, Ghost Adventures is a really fun show. They have millions of fans. They love, there's millions of people that love Zach. They have just as many that don't like Zach. Uh, But in our case, we're, we're priding ourselves on making sure that we put information out there that we can back up. Mm -hmm. I told you guys before we went on the show, I, you know, we have multiple cameras in the house. If I hear something, I listen to every camera in the house to see if it happened in another room and I can prove that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. If I can prove what that sound was, I don't use it. I'm not going to put it out there. You know, I found one the other day. I thought, oh, that's a weird sound. And I played more of it on each side of the sound and found out it was me snoring. (laughs) So I I said, okay, I'm not putting that one out there. Adam and I have firsthand experience with that camera. Yeah. Um, oh. We we actually went on a on a ghost hunt. God, it's been what about five years ago? Yeah. And um, they had one, and I actually walked up to an area where they were saying that they were getting some some images, and they were asking this spirit that was in the shape of a stick figure on the camera to to reach out and touch me and stuff. And it was actually doing it. Yeah. It um, was like a, it's supposed to be a girl. Cause it was like a small four. That's, foot, yeah, that's right. That's right. A uh, little four foot thing. That was a lot shorter than Matt when he walked up and 
it was it first started with can you raise your right leg and it raised its right leg and so matt walked up there and he held out his hand and everybody was like well can you reach out and grab matt's hand and you see the stick figure thing move out toward his hand so i mean i know i think unless they were <laughs> somehow manipulating it in front of us I, i'm pretty sure that can be a productive tool if used properly. I'm sure. And I'm sure that's absolutely true. And that's what I mean when Zach does stuff and he fabricates it, it gives those things that do work real a bad name. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I, I think it just does a disservice. And I, I don't want people to just, you know, blindly believe everything they see on television. Yeah. Yeah. Matt and I have said many times that if you were to put a real ghost hunt on TV, 90% of the time people are going to fall asleep because it would be two dummies like Matt and I going, hey, is there anything here? Can you talk to me? And nothing happening. So right, right. <laughs> yeah. a bunch of damn flashlights sitting everywhere trying to get them to turn on lights. Yeah, right. Right, you know, right. Yeah. And that's, that's my us. concern too when I go through my videos, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to it, there's huge stretches of nothing happening. And I, and so I edit it down and put them all close together, but then it sounds like, Oh, it's all happening back to back. And I go, is that wrong? Should I not be doing that? Because people no. think it's, you know, happening back to back and, you know, but, but I don't want to bore them with, you know, hours of silence. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a real quick way to uh, get people to click off of a YouTube videos. Like right. I've been watching this door for an hour. Nothing's happening. <laughs> Look, my watch is still ticking. It's we're fifty minutes. In. <laughs> it's at the two-hour mark on the video. You can see the door wiggle. Okay, well, yeah. right, right, just, right. Just give us the wiggle. That's all we want. <laughs> I I don't have anything else um, prepared. I mean, I've asked everything and then some of what I wanted to talk about tonight. Adam, have you got anything else? I don't. I think we covered all the questions I had. Have you got anything else, Eric or Jeff, that you guys want to share? Uh, we can't think of anything, but you know where we are. If you ever need to ask any more, you can just just ask. Hey, we, we will definitely we will definitely keep in touch with you guys, and we appreciate you coming on so much. I mean, oh, y'all yeah. have just been wonderful um, to agree to talk to us and uh, clear up some things and give us some insight. Um, it's it's like I said, we were just so excited that you guys heard the show. I mean, just the and fact was, that you heard it was, it was totally accidental. I, I I get sort of Google notice. You know, you can put in Google to do a search for like Henry Levy House. So I get little notices that pop up anytime that term comes up and your show popped up there. And I went, what? What's this? And so I watched it. I was thrilled. I was so thrilled that you guys oh, had done it. Great. That's yeah, great. We, we're, we're glad you enjoyed it. And it, it it makes us happy because we feel like we we did right by you guys talking about your home. Um, yeah. You know, it's one thing to talk about somewhere that is abandoned or just, you know, run by a caretaker. We're talking about y'all's home and that's, right. you know, we want to, we want to be as truthful as we can, but we also want to be respectful too. So, and thank you for pointing out several times that it is a private house and not to come knock on the door. <laughs> we do get, we do get emails from time to time of people wanting to come spend the night here and stuff, you know, and it's fine, but we're probably not going to let that. Right. Too yeah. Long. Yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't either. 
And I wouldn't let strangers <laughs> stay in my house overnight either. <laughs> so I did such great research. Well, you said they did such great research. They did. I mean, I was amazed at the amount of research oh, you guys had done. You. It was like, wow. Thank you. Know, you. We, we try. I mean, we, we it's it's just it's Adam and myself and we have uh we have a research assistant and uh he he does a lot of uh digging for us and so we're always looking for that little nugget but we we're kind of like you Eric we we won't take anything at face value. I'm like we yeah. we hunt around uh for that okay, if this is documented in two or three other sources then hey, we'll use it. Um, yeah, but like, you know, I, I heard that about the, the man in the pond on the show and Adam and I couldn't find anything about it. And I said, I don't believe this happened or it's just, it's just a big rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we, we left it. I may, I may have mentioned it, that it might've been a rumor, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it was true, but we just can't find it. Right. You know, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. And then that, that, that's the thing. It's stuff like that. You may never know, but. With not knowing, how did they know? That that's my thing. How I know they've got more, they've got a bigger budget and a bigger crew than we do. So maybe <laughs> they were able to dig something up. Um, but I don't know. You know, yeah. Matt and I try to try to put the truth about a place out there to the point where we have done shows that are about a supposed haunted place, and we have talked the whole episode about there not actually being anything happening there because mm-hmm. we want to clear up the fact that everybody says, oh, this graveyard is crazy haunted. Well, no, it's creepy, but there's no documented hauntings here, and we want to clear it up. You know, right. we may have some wild theories about some things sometimes, and I, I do like to pull theories out of orifices and just throw them out there and see what sticks, mm. but... You know, we don't take anything on face value and we do, we try to do our research. So try to make the place and the, and the people that own it and all that feel like we, we kind of know what we're talking about. Right. You know? yeah. We may be dummies, yeah. but we, we try to put it out yeah. there. Like we, we know what we're talking about a little bit. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It was, a, it was a great show. Thank you. Thank yep. you. And thank and again, thank you uh both of you for coming on. Um this has been this has been great. And we may have to have y'all back uh before long and talk about the new stuff that's happened. So we'll uh okay. we'll definitely stay in touch with you guys. So Excellent. thank y'all. Great. Great, thanks. All right, guys, y'all have a great night. You too. All right. Thank you so much to uh Jeff and Eric for coming on tonight. Um this was so much fun and and Adam and I were just so excited that not only honestly if if they had just told us hey we heard your show and we liked it man that would have mm-hmm. that would have been enough to to send us walking on clouds for the next 2 weeks but to actually agree and come on and talk to us about it um man I, we cannot thank those guys enough um Great guys, and uh, hope hope you enjoyed our conversation with them. Um, please don't forget, uh, go and rate and review us on iTunes. It brings us up the charts, but it does make Graveyard Tales easier to find when people are searching for that paranormal podcast. Um, 
check out our website, which is graveyardpodcast.com. And there you can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise. You can listen to the show and you can become a patron. And remember, um, our $10 patrons get the video versions of these shows. You're going to get to see our interview uh, with Eric and Jeff from the Henry Levy house. So, um, and, and thank you to everyone who has donated to the work that Adam and I do. Um, man, that's, that's all I got for tonight, but boy, that was, I, that was a blast. Oh, Absolutely yeah. a blast. Oh yeah. I, I love this interview so much. It, it was so cool. Not only like you said that they, they reached out to us and said that they found our show because of the episode, but they were willing to come on and talk about it and just such cool guys that they were yeah. willing to share all of that information. And it was cool to expand on what we found and to know that, Hey, we actually found the correct stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. A little, a little validity to what yeah, we Yeah, there you go. Until next time. We'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.